What's up, everybody? Welcome to Browner and Lawhead. I'm John Browner, as always, joined by Jason Lawhead. We are your favorite show from 6 to 7 p.m. in Southern California on the Mightier 1090 ESPN. Anything you guys hear on the show, you can hear it at your own leisure on YouTube or on the iTunes podcast store. Just go to the Kaplan and Crew page and you will find this show there where all of the humor uh, uh, comes to, to, to live. We are Monday through Wednesday. It is Wednesday, so it's our Friday. Friday. We in the building. We got so much to talk about, man. We I, I want to talk about Katie's basically bailing on this team publicly. Uh, this thing that happened in the shooting that happened in Virginia at the University of Virginia. And on the second half of the, of the show, the podcast, we're going to get into what's happening with OBJ. We're going to get into what's happening with the Deshaun Watson situation. And we're going to also talk about some NFL games. Um, Jason, what's Yo. up, brother? How you, how's it going? Good, brother. How you doing? Hanging in there, living, living one day at a time, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. I'm just uh, kind of behind the eight ball. Got to travel tomorrow, heading to Reno, and I'll be doing the shows from Vegas next week. So just a little, you know, I'm in that like last minute kind of doing a bunch of stuff, getting things ready. I got to be on the road for about 10 or 11 days, so it's more packing than I'm used to. And I had to finish that table. Uh, I'll get I'll get you a picture of that. We'll get that up next week. It's still a, a few finishing touches on a few screws and bolts, but uh, pretty proud of myself, man. I, uh, I I was able to you know mostly get it all done uh, last night. Uh, a lot of pieces, a lot of directions, a lot of patience, which I'm not good at. So, uh, but I'm getting better. And uh, but it feels better to have done something with your hands, man. The gratitude nice. and and just the energy of finishing a job that you started that you were able to do. Because that's how I feel. People people keep giving me trash for working on my car because every time something goes wrong with my car, I'm like, oh, I can fix it. Sure. Why, uh, why don't you give that to a mechanic? The the success and the the energy of finishing the job and starting the car up. Or I just recently replaced the uh, the uh, motor on the back right on the back passenger window. Having the 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 success of the door still locked, still open, the, the windows still go up and down. It's just like right. it's like spiking the ball. <laughs> yeah, it's like you can you can either um uh suck at being poor or you can be good at being poor. You right. know what I mean? Like so, and like that's an example of being good at being poor, fixing your own stuff, assembling your own things, getting things, saving things, taking care of things stretching um, things stretching things so yeah man i was really proud of myself actually my wife was really proud of me which even makes it uh doubly nice so i was uh, treated last night which was nice because i'm going on the road for a while so you know all the good things came came to a head i guess <laughs> nice, nice. um speaking of things coming to a head with the latest i don't i don't even want to call it a mass shooting because I, I mean it wasn't a mass shooting mm-hmm. but it is another example of the outpouring of gun violence in America. I, these three players who were murdered by a fourth player who was no longer on the team, but had gone out with these guys to a play on a bus trip. Like the, the I mean, the school calls it a field trip, but so we'll call yeah. it a field trip for the lack of better knowledge of the surroundings. But these kids, men, whatever you want to call it, go on a field trip together. And he shoots one of them in their sleep. Like, I don't, for people who struggle with what, whatever anger or, or resentment or, 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 or 
frustration with another person, don't take their life. Because now you've ruined your life. Take your own. Whatever issue he had with these other three young men, whether it resulted back to some football stuff or personal stuff or whatever the case may be, was it worth you spending the rest of your life in prison? Because that's what happens to people who do things like this. If you don't kill yourself at the end of these actions, you will spend the rest of what is left of your life in a miserable existence. And it's not worth it. It's never worth it. And I always have a hard time expressing to people how prevalent that is in certain communities. Like the lack of value for life allows you to take another life. And I, I, my, a friend of mine has got young uh, uh, high school boys. And they were using, I'm not going to call it derogatory language. They were using language I literally didn't agree with. And then I said to them, hey, yo, hey, hey, hey stop talking like that. And they looked at me kind of like, who are you? And I had to <laughs> had to go aged black man on them. I said, listen, you will be what you allow people to call you. Period. Your self-esteem, whether you know it or not, is centered on how you allow people to refer to you. So when you sit and you refer to somebody else as something, or you let them refer to you as something, you are telling people what your self-worth is. And if you feel low about yourself, no one will feel better about you. And, I mean, it was a weird conversation because to be 40, 40, I think I'm 41, I'm 40, I I can't remember. To be having this conversation with some kids who I would have had the same response if I were that age and some old man was telling me, hey, watch watch your language. But not even watch your language, watch your words. And I think, because it compounds, it compounds. We have so much devalued each other as people through language. It is so easy to hurt another person because we view people as less than. And because and, nothing else would allow you to carry out an attack like this. This guy rolled with them for hours. Yeah. Hours. And then shot one of them while he was asleep. So it just, it's sad to hear, man. It's, it's, such, it, it's such a sad thing to hear. Yeah, man, it's just that gun violence, that gun uh, mentality, that gun culture that if I don't get my way, uh, that's here. Here, I just do this. And uh, it's sad because it's almost like, you know, at the end of the day, it's like you're checking out. Like, obviously, that's your mentality. You're checking out. You're just going to kill people because you've checked out. It's just like, just take your own life like these mass shooters and just kill yourself. Just do us all a favor. And I, I don't mean to sound brash, but do us all a favor. And don't because you've checked out, out in life. Don't don't take other people with you. And I don't care if they've bullied you or they've been mean to you or whatever. Like you said, um, your self esteem starts with you. And yes, um, you know. So uh, you know, this isn't a crime of passion. This isn't a crime of you know uh, self defense. This isn't a crime. You know, uh, this is just checking out in life and like you said you're know, you gonna so now you're gonna just sit in a cage for the rest of your life what good is that gonna uh-huh. do you or anybody so yeah man it's crazy but you know uh that's what we see now that's that's the culture we've uh cultivated in america and sadly it's just a uh i'll go get my gun and uh you know uh, i'll get any access to it and i'll get it and it's crazy so 
Yeah, man. I mean, it won't be the it won't be the last time. Hopefully, it will be a, a long time from until we see something like this. So, you know, but you know, it's the inevitable is lurking. It's like a grim reaper, you know, just hanging. It's like a dark cloud hanging over our society, and it's uh, it's gonna show its face again. And hopefully, it isn't as uh, bad, or you know, it's it's lessened, or it's it's a longer time away from the last time it happens, but. It's here. UVA has canceled their, I mean, obviously they've canceled their Saturday game due to this tragedy. And um, I, in the community like that, I mean, you, you just don't, you just don't know what to do. And I mean, this is located in Charlottesville. And so they've already had a, a, a weird level of attention to the city. And now to, to, to have it come up again for something like this is just, it's just sad and disappointing, man. So I just want people who are, if you're going through something, if you're struggling with something, man, talk to somebody, find somebody to counsel with. It may not be a professional, but just find somebody that you can talk to, man, and kind of center yourself because we don't need this. Regardless Put the of gun your, down and pick up the phone. Yeah, yeah regardless mm-hmm. of your race or your gender, or your, you, we don't need it. We mm-hmm. do not need it at all in our society, and we don't need it as people. So hopefully we can start figuring out a way to get out of this dark tunnel, man, because it, an action like this hurts everybody. Oh, yeah. I've never, I've never been to the state of Virginia. I've never been to the University of Virginia. I've never been to Charlottesville. But to see these acts and to and to hear how predatory this was, it just it, it's sad for all of us, and and it's a stain on 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 us as a people. So let's get back to some sports. Mm-hmm. I am a huge Kevin Durant fan. This is not a secret, but I have to tell you, I did not. I, I have a rule in life. And it has allowed me to make it through a lot of things in life. I've survived a lot because I have a very, very solid core credo. Believe people when they show you who they are. That's it. That's that. That's how I survived this far. I made it this long in life. When someone shows me who they are, I 100% believe them. From a sports perspective, I did not do that with Kevin Durant. And now I am utterly regretting it because I've backed Kevin Durant for a very long time because I felt like Kevin Durant was one of, if not the best player in the NBA, but there was always something slightly missing with him. And I, I knew it was a leadership thing, but now it, it it's totally exposed himself. I mean, what's going on with Kyrie? He recently was asked a question about the roster and this was, this <laughs> This was his response. He told uh, uh, Chris Haynes, quote, look at our starting lineup. Edmund Sumner, Royce O'Neal, Joe Harris, Claxton as a Nick Claxton, and me. It's not disrespect, but what are you expecting from that group? You expect us to win because just you expect us to win because I'm out there. Yes, Kevin. Yes. <laughs> Yes, we do, because that's what great players do. That's, that's kind of why you get to pay the big bucks, man. Like, this comment, this comment broke the dam for me. It really did. It, it really did, because it illustrated what he really thinks. Not about that roster, what he thinks about himself. When you hear a comment like that, Jason, does that remind you of anybody or – what does it, what, what may, what kind of opinion changes about a guy when he speaks like this? I've said this about this Nets team 
since it's kind of come together and since last year. And, you know, now you're looking back at maybe uh, some unwarranted blame on Steve Nash's part. You know, a guy was trying to do what he was trying to do. He was brought in there on the suggestion of players like Durant. (laughs) And uh, they did, you know, when you look at the whole body of work last year with what they went through with Kyrie and Harden and, you know, uh, they did pretty well. I mean, based on the fact that, uh, you know, the East was a tough, tough uh, division last year, a tough conference last year. Um, you know, Milwaukee, Boston, those teams proving that they were really good. But I've just looked at this team as always, and I've I've had this kind of issue with Durant. You know, I mean, obviously he was able to just kind of um be who he was with that amazing stacked Golden State team. But since he's arrived in Brooklyn, I don't know, man. I just don't see him. Anybody he's called out, obviously the guy that's not playing, obviously the guy that they brought in and traded for Harden, uh, Simmons. Um, I, I just don't see any of these guys really looking to be a, a winning team. Like, I, it just – it never they, – they, they never showed. You know, last year after they lost to Milwaukee, I mean, they, they almost looked happy. They were over there congratulating Bucks players after that. That was a gut-wrenching series loss. And Kyrie's over there laughing, high-fiving, and they're hugging. And these guys, uh, uh, the Nets, didn't the Nets, the Nets lost to Brooklyn. The Celtics last year. I'm sorry, uh, the Celtics last year. I'm sorry. Uh, but I'm saying, um, yeah, you know, it, it just seems like this team under his leadership, he's the captain. I mean, I don't care who what you say. Like, maybe he was uh, playing a little – uh, side saddle to Russ in Oklahoma City. He was definitely not the face of the franchise in Golden State. Uh, but here he is. Whether he likes it or not, whether he wants to be or not, he's Steph here. He's Kobe here. He's LeBron here. That's where he. That's what he is in Brooklyn. And so he is the leader of this. And it it is disrespectful to say that it, you know this early in the season. It, you know, it may be in a little bit of a slump, maybe trying to figure out where personnel is coming from, what, who the, you know, what, what kind of situation the coach Jacques Vaughn's going to have on this team going forward. And to just kind of throw that early season roster under the bus like that is disrespectful. And it sure isn't anything, you know, a, a leader of a team and a captain and a face of a franchise does. So, you know, I never was really impressed with – I was impressed with individually their players, but would they come together in the team mold? Would they come together and and play for wins? Because we'll know – stats will come. I mean, Kyrie, KD, right. you score you know, 120 points in a, in a loss, you're still going to put up amazing stats when it comes to – you know. Right. But – so, yeah, I mean, it surprises me a little, but it doesn't surprise me. It surprises me from the fact that – you would think a guy would step into that leadership role, embrace it a little more, especially with everything that they're going through to say, look, we're going to, you know, we got a new coach. We got some faces in the lineup that haven't been there. We hope to get other faces back in the lineup uh, mm-hmm. that, that belong here and guys playing up to, you know, if anybody he should have been thrown under the bus is Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving, not the guys he's out there playing with who are there trying to win with him. So it surprises I would, I would me a say- little, but it doesn't surprise me. Where these comments came from, I thought Ben Simmons played his best game of the year last night. I, I unfortunately watched that poop show. 
Uh, I thought Ben Simmons played his best game of the, uh, of the year so far. Uh, I thought Kevin Durant checked out of that game in the second quarter when it got ugly for them. And I, 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 as I'm watching the game, I'm watching these guys constantly miss shots, constantly make turnovers. And it gets me to the point where this is what Kevin Durant wanted. Mm-hmm. He was the one that let them play DeAndre Jordan in front of Jared Allen. And gave DeAndre Jordan $40 million and, and then traded Jaron Allen. Which, because, you know, why keep a good young big? Unreal. So uh, these are the things that you, as an owner, as an organization, as a fan base, you don't want to see players start running the team. Because it, it, it boils down to this. You have a guy who doesn't want to be a leader. He doesn't want to do it. And so when he doesn't want to do it, all you can do as an owner is now figure out a way to get through the mud, which is what this has become. And so I, of the NBA, of this disappointing teams, you ask yourself, well, who would you rather be, the Lakers or the Nets? At the, I would rather be the Lakers at this point because I know I can count on Russ. Once they figure this rollout, which it appears that they have, I can count on Russell Westbrook. Now, the rest of the team is trash, but – with Russ doing his thing and you get AD and LeBron in the rhythm, that is a lot better than uncountable Kyrie. And sure. I don't know if that was Ben Simmons' best game of the year so far. Hopefully he can improve on that. But, you know, the surrounding attitude of that locker room and of their organization has to be utterly terrible because it's always something. Yeah, and it's just like you're just telling these other guys right now, just, you know, just go play for yourselves. You know, because I am, yeah. and um, you know, and you're right. As bad as the Lakers, you know, have going and and maybe forecasted, I'd rather be them. I'd rather be waiting on Dennis Schrader and uh, Bryant coming back than whatever, yeah, than Bryant, whatever yeah. Kyrie or whoever else might be coming through. I mean, especially after these comments, so. Um, yeah, and the West is a little bit more wide open. I think I don't think it's as top heavy, strong. Um, you know, obviously the Jazz are, they just got off to a great start. They're coming back to life. Golden State will figure it out. Will the Lakers figure it out? You know, that's the one thing. Golden State's slow start. You know they're going to figure it out. I felt like the Lakers really had to get off to a, out of the blocks this year. I really thought, like, coming back with this roster, coming back with what they brought back and, and saying, hey, you know, I really thought the Lakers had to get out to maybe, you know, maybe, you know maybe not 10 and three, but they, they had to be, you know, eight wins, nine wins deep by now to really feel like this team was going to be coming out strong. So can they figure it out? I don't know. I know Golden State will. Uh, will Portland keep pace? Will Memphis keep pace? I feel like Memphis will. Will Portland keep pace? I liked Portland last year. I was a year ahead of Portland early. Um, uh, and then they kind of <laughs> fixed things. It just didn't work out. Uh, Chauncey had a, a first year kind of, uh, you know, Rough ride, Dame got hurt, they traded McCollum, but now it looks like, you know, maybe that's the team that I thought was going to be last year. I liked Portland coming in just with fresh faces and stuff, so maybe Chauncey's got his uh, legs under him a little bit and and knows this roster now and feels like he's comfortable uh, putting these guys out and pushing them. Um, But, yeah, I mean, in the East, this ain't going to get any easier, okay? I mean, the Boston's only going to get stronger. The Sixers are only going to start, you know, figuring out their way a little bit. Milwaukee's going to be a beast all year. Uh, teams like Toronto, they just go out and win on a nightly basis. You know, the Pacers are playing good basketball. You've got some good young teams out there. 
Um, you know, the Cavs are a little slump now, but you know, these are night night in and night out games uh, that this this team will look worse than the Lakers at the end of the year if this is the way it's going to be. Right now, looking at the stand, I'm looking at the standings as we speak. The Lakers are three and ten. So the teams above them that you would probably see falling out, probably yeah. Utah because they, sure. they're built to lose because of draft picks. And you'll probably see the Kings fall out of the eighth spot. But behind them, by the way, the Clippers, who will get Kawhi mm-hmm. back at some point, the Timberwolves, who are rebuilt, the Warriors, and then there's the Lakers. So there are at least three teams that will creep into these two that are going to be fighting for these two spots. And I don't know if the Lakers will be able to yeah, to overcome the onslaught, man. Because unless there is a major, major injury to one of these teams ahead of them, I really don't. I really don't see them being look, able to leap over the Warriors, the Clippers, and who was I mean, and who was the third? Minnesota, the Minnesota, the Warriors, yeah. the Clippers, and, and Minnesota. So yeah. we'll we'll have to see. We'll keep our our eye on it. But we've got so much more on Brown and Lawhead. Who you picking this weekend? We'll find out. We'll be back. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Browner and Lawhead. Monday through Wednesday on the Mightier 1090 ESPN, 6 to 7 p.m. Head over to the iTunes podcast store or the YouTube. YouTubies, uh, like, share, and subscribe to Kaplan and, Sh- Kaplan and Crew Podcast because we have the number one show in the Kaplan and the Great Friends Podcast Network. Uh, so like, share, subscribe. Uh, we... we- <laughs> We talked about Kevin Durant on the first half of the show. If you guys missed anything, you can uh, go back and listen. We also broke down the, the sad situation that's unfolding at the University of Virginia with this, uh, the details coming out about this kid murdering these three football players. And uh, I was talking to Jason in, on, in, in the, the break, and I was bitching, basically, about a video. I was trying to watch on Deadspin of Jamel Hill talking about Clay Travis and Barstool Sports. They ran a two-minute commercial for a minute and 30-second soundbite. I never even made it to the soundbite. I never made it to the cut of the interview that they want to try to get you to. So the way, the reason why they do this, I'm going to give you guys a little inside information here. So they post these clips so that you can then go in. It's clickbait. So you can sure. go in and try to see what she said. And this is where they put the advertiser because they know this is high-level quality content that people want to see. I can sit through... 20 seconds max of a commercial. Bro, you finna run a two-minute commercial for a minute and a half clip? 90 seconds? I'm good, bro. Right. Keep the clip. I don't care what she said. Don't matter to me. And it couldn't have been that big of a... Because if if it was something so, you know, oh, wow, did you hear what Jameel Hill... We wouldn't have to worry about that. That would be plastered everywhere. There would be at least... Right. You know what I mean? Like, so that's when you know it's clickbait because it's like, oh, it's it's... They're really trying to click the guys that want to know more more of those clicks are probably coming from the people that want to be angry with Jamil. Like, what did he say? What'd she say right. about oh. my barstool guys? Right. What'd oh. she say about my bros, man? Oh. And then they'll that sit through. The they'll sit through because when you're angry about something, you stew. And you'll stew you know. through two minutes of a commercial. So then you can be, you know, ah, oh, well, whatever. And then, you know, you just watch it. So... Yeah, that stuff was. I never go for that clickbait. I learned early in the internet age that that <laughs> clickbait is just like, look at yeah, see stunning I, photos of this guy, and it's just like it's blurry photos from five hundred feet from the beach, and you're like, who? Uh, right? What? <laughs> I waited for this. I waited for this. Uh, I do. I got to tell you, when Barstool first started, I hated it. 
I utterly hated it. I thought it was racist. I thought it was low bar. And I, I knew what they were doing. Mm-hmm. I knew the angle that they were taking. And I found it to be really, really disgusting that this populated in the way that yeah. it did. But the current iteration of it, I really enjoy it. I mean, I don't listen to any of their podcasts. But right. I, I like what they're doing. Now that they've gotten to where they're at, they you do what you got to do to get to where you want to get. I think this is where their owner always wanted to have them. But to get there, it was going to be gross because he knew who he had to appeal to to raise the the the, the, the awareness of the website. Right. And he's done that. And now I think they are there. They do things way more, way more diverse there. Their opinions are still like low, low bar, but it's entertaining. And so I hated it at first, but I've been one of those people who I'll give you a chance if you can come around and Barstool's come around. I mean, I'm again. I'm not Look, a dedicated give, listener, give the guy credit for the idea and the the business model, right? It really right. is uh you know for what they're going for and and you're right for the for the kind of the message that they've created. And he he's added over time, he's added like KFC is really good, right? He's added some content creators to it. I right. think the guy is a total Portnoy is a total chotch. I mean, I think he's a total knucklehead. I mean, his pizza reviews is a smart idea. He's been able to kind of imprint that, capitalize that. But for the most part, I mean, that dude's a tool in a half. But he's got, but they've, but they've built with people around him. Right. And yeah, so it is, people, it, it went people. from like the basement. It started as like a basement fraternity hazing type of yes. site. And now today yes. it's a bit more of a diverse kind of, you know, stu- you know, it's still college-y, but it, it's still kind of meat-heady in a way, but not right. as overt. It's fifth-year senior now. It's yeah, fifth-year senior fifth level. Yeah, senior. Yeah, right, exactly. Grad student, grad right. assistant, learning the ropes a little bit. So so, so it provides a little bit more of, uh, you know, it, I won't say highbrow, but it's around the eyelashes at least. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, the I think that business model, I think what they've been able to do is should be taught because you, you have to, you have to see how things are built, whether you like them or not, because you can always take from something if you can learn from people and you can learn from what he's done, whether you like it or not. And so again, I've come around to what he's doing uh, before being a complete skeptic and, and, and really turned off by it as a, as a massive sports fan, but they do a lot of betting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the voters have spoken. We don't get to bet in California, mm-hmm. which you know hurts my heart. But whatever. And now we find ourselves in a situation where it is Sunday. Well, it's our Friday, so Sunday comes next, and we're going to go over some football games that may or may not intrigue you. So I'm going to pull up on the big screen some games coming up this weekend, and Jason and I mm-hmm. are going to break down whether or not winners or losers will be coming from said games first tennessee green bay who you like well you know that's a good one this is the thursday night game too by the way yeah that's a good one right because uh you know 72 hours ago or whatever it was i would have said you know the titans i mean don't even right but uh you know he's four and six the packers still have life they still have aaron Rodgers. they still have a way of doing things so uh, at home on the short week, 
I'm going to go with Rodgers on the short week here. I, I think that the Packers are going to roll from that performance. I think playing as well as they played on Sunday in that short, they can't wait to get back and play, right? There's probably been a lot of weeks this year that they wish that they had two bye weeks or three <laughs> bye weeks, but this is probably the first Sunday they're coming off of where they're like, when can we play again? And so I'm going to take the Packers. I think this is. I think this will be the game that I don't think last week tells you whether they turned it around or not because Aaron Rodgers is great enough that they should be able to win one game out of five. Okay. I think this game, this game will tell me if they turned it around because what Tennessee does great, Green Bay has not been able to defend because of injuries. So mm-hmm. if they can figure out a way to stop the run and continue to put up points, I really, really think that that will be a sign that they've turned the corner. Other games on this slate because we're going to get into whether OBJ should be coming back or not soon and. What the hell should the Browns do with Deshaun Watson? Uh, Washington and Houston, that has no bearing on me. I don't care about that. Uh, the, the Lions playing the Giants, I don't care. I don't have any – that doesn't – Car- Carolina – right. Yeah, Carolina Commanders Baltimore. and Giants are winning those games. Let's, let's be honest. Carolina, Baltimore, no interest as well. I think Baltimore should win sure. that game. Cleveland and Buffalo, until Deshaun Watson comes back, that has no bearing on me. Well, that's going to be uh, maybe moved – they said there's going to be like the five snow. feet of snow. So they may even, they've actually years ago, I guess they moved a Bills game to, the to, Carrier to, Dome? to Detroit. No, I think to Detroit, oh. to Ford Field, because it got so bad. Um, so uh, they haven't mentioned that for this year, but I know that that happened in the past. So that's going to be interesting to see where they play and how they play. If they play, they get flexed. They might even get pushed to a Tuesday night, they're saying, if, if they just feel like they keep it in Buffalo and let the weather clear. Because I heard that they were going to play the game in uh, at, at at the uh, Syracuse. At Syracuse. Okay, play. see, I had heard that. I didn't know that that was. I I didn't know if that was. Uh, it's not official. I heard that that well, was or if it was option. legitimate. I just kind of heard right. it. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, next, yeah. I, mean, I like Buffalo big game for the Bills, though. It's a huge game for the Bills because after last week's just utter debacle, after coming off a loss, I mean, to the huge Jets, game for the Bills. This is a huge, huge opportunity for the Bills to kind of right the ship. Uh, Philadelphia and Indianapolis has this point of intrigue for me i hope the eagles destroy the colts because this jeff saturday thing really got under my skin and now that they won game one if they win another game i i won't be able to contain myself i really won't be able to <laughs> so i really hope philadelphia can figure out a way to just stump an entire mud hole into the indianapolis colts in indianapolis so this jeff saturday thing was right situation can completely be off the board yeah, I mean, uh, he gets to go home. It's just like, you know, Eagles coming off a, off a loss. Maybe they've, uh, you know, shown a little chink in their armor there a little bit. This would right. be something if he goes 2-0. I mean, we'll never hear the end of it. Ever. Ever. I still like the Eagles in that one. I do, too. Uh, the Jets are playing the Patriots, and I don't I don't know what to make of the Patriots at this point, but I know they're always good against the Jets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Doesn't matter who the quarterback is, they always seem to be good against the Jets. As good as the Jets have been, and 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 their secondary and Sauce Gardner and 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 the Trevor, I always want to call him Trevor Lawrence or whatever Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson's ability to kind of make plays, but also give them to you. He reminds me of a very young Matthew Stafford. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna make some plays, but I'm also gonna give you some opportunity to make some plays as well. So mm-hmm. 
I think New England will take advantage of that, and I think New England's gonna gonna win that game. Pivotal game in that AFC East. That's that's looking so good. So especially yeah, the, especially for the Patriots. You know, the Jets kind of a little house money, a little bit feeling good. I mean, a win would be huge for the Jets. I they go to huge. Seven. They go to seven and three. Are you kidding me? But even if they lose, they're six and four. It's not the end of the world. But big one for the Patriots to avoid five and five because that because if they get they get to five and five. That 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 division starts getting away from them at the top, yeah, and, and even in the middle. Uh, the Rams against the Saints. These are two teams literally spinning their tires. Yeah, I, I it's it's unfortunate what happened to the Rams. The fact that Cooper Cup has gone out and gone on to the injury reserve, which means he will at least be gone for four weeks at the earliest. There, it doesn't look like they're going to resign OBJ, which we'll have the OBJ conversation right here. I don't I don't think the Rams are going to resign him because it would basically be purposeless at this point. Yeah. But the idea that you could bring him in if you're Dallas or if you could bring him in if you're Baltimore. See, a lot of people keep saying Dallas, Dallas, Dallas. For me, I don't understand why Baltimore isn't literally asking him to name his price. Because you put him with Lamar Jackson, now you give Lamar Jackson a dynamic do a dynamic situation of passing the ball. If you put him in Dallas, there's no guarantee that he's even going to get the touches he wants. Because the Dallas Cowboys have good skill position players. They don't necessarily, this would be like him going to the Chiefs as well. Is the rich getting richer? But at least with the Chiefs and at least with the Ravens, you have a guy who can get you the ball at any point in time. I don't feel like the same situation can be said for Dak Prescott. So, well, how do you see this OBJ thing shaking out? Well, it's it's interesting, right? Because I feel like, you know, the Rams, uh, maybe at four and five, you know, could feel like there's something there for him. And now with uh, Cup, Cup got hurt. Um, right. Right. But I feel like the, the Rams season is over. I think they almost kind of know it. Um, and I just don't know if that's that that even attention to bringing OBJ in on a three and six, maybe three and seven team. Even if they win this week against the Saints, they're four and six. It's it's still a long road to hoe. Um, but I think there's a lot of teams out there that could pull that. I, I would. I'm surprised. Like, you know, the Jet. It'd be fun to see him go back to New York, but with the Jets. Um, and this team, you know, that team in that mix of the AFC East with all the, you know, kind of focus on that division. And And then he's quarterback who throws deep. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and uh, just an extra weapon for a team, especially if they win this week, they're seven and three They're they're, If they're, if you're seven and three in the NFL, you're a viable, you're a viable commodity as Mm -hmm. a playoff contender at that point. I mean, you really got to go upside down to, to, to kind of miss a chance of getting into the playoffs. So that, that would be fun. There's some teams out there. I mean, you know, like you said, the Cowboys, but I, I just think, you know, the Cowboys are going to do what they do or they're, I don't think he's, he's going to be the difference. I think the Cowboys are either going to do, or they don't, they either do right. or they don't with Dak and that defense. It's either. And most of the time they always don't, they show us they don't. And I don't think OBJ is going to help them be any different than that. Do or they don't. And they usually don't. Uh, Chicago, Atlanta, I have obviously a personal interest in this game. Mm-hmm. To see if Justin Fields can run for another 100 yards. As far as their season goes, it's in the toilet. And now we're just watching to see if, if Justin Fields can kind of find his way to a couple of wins toward the end of the year. But like this thing says, the Falcons are a game out of the NFC South, which is gross in itself. 
But nevertheless, the opportunity is there. So they will literally be fired up to play this game because they got some first place uh, 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 skin in the game. What do you think about this one? Yeah, I mean, this would, uh, you know, if I'm the Bears, I I, I want to keep Fields alive with still letting him play his game. And, right. you know, at this point, you're three and seven. Yeah, I want to I want to get Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, if I'm these guys, uh, you know, um, so, you know, I don't want to win too many games, but I want to go out and still be able to, you know, let Fields be competitive and play the game without getting him killed, mind you. Um, but for the Bears, I don't think it, it it matters other than just, you know, getting better at, on offense. And, uh, you know, if they win the game, great. But there's not much there. I mean, Falcons, you know, even if they win five and six, I think Tampa Bay is right at the ship and they're going right. to coast to I that agree. division. Uh, Las Vegas, Denver. We talked about this yesterday, so we don't have to spend that much time. The, what did you call it yesterday? Bowl. The Your Fired Bowl. Your Fired Bowl. <laughs> That's whoever classic. loses this game, whoever loses this game, you're fired. Ironically, you know what's so funny about me calling it the "you're fired" bowl? There was a report. Um, I, I I can't remember which. It wasn't Adam Schefter. It was the other guy, uh, who does these type of things, saying that if, if even if the Raiders wanted to fire, uh, uh, Josh McDaniels, they can't because they don't have the money to pay him. Wow. Which. Okay, I mean, I know they bought, they built that stadium with borrowed money. I understand that, but you just gave Devontae Adams a massive deal. You just re-signed your quarterback, so the fact that you can't, first of all, the fact that they would say you can't fire him because you can't afford to hire another coach. Yeah, you can, because guys will take that job for pennies. Let's just call it what it is. Now, the coaching community would rail against someone taking a job for under market value, but. A head coaching job is a head coaching job in the NFL. Sure. And so I kind of push back on that from that standpoint that you can find that money somewhere or find the right candidate for the right price. But the you fired bowl is ooh. yeah, it's gonna get so bad. Mark uh, Mark Davis is gonna have to hire up. He's gonna go back to like a player coach from like the fifties. <laughs> He's gonna have like a yeah. <laughs> That's how bad it's gonna get in uh, literally Vegas. running on the helmet while calling plays. Yeah, exactly. It's just like a George Blanda type of some guy. But um, maybe that's Brady's next future move. Maybe it's going to get so coach? bad for the Raiders. Once Father Time does kind of take over, he's like a 52-year-old player coach for the Raiders. <laughs> um, and then they win the Super Bowl. And he's yeah. the first guy to ever win a uh, Super Bowl as a quarterback and a coach. And in the same year. Um, but, uh, yeah, that would be crazy. I, you know... Uh, uh, who cares, right? Yeah, I mean, right. That, that game right. stinks. I mean, the Cowboys right. Vikings is like, actually intriguing, and um, you know, I, I think the Cowboys huge game for them. This is that what I went back to last time. You gonna do or you gonna don't? Mm -hmm. And if you lose to the Vikings, I don't care if they're playing well. It's week ten. You know, you're six and three. You're the Cowboys. You're you know you you were you were gonna expected to be here. Are you going to do or you don't? I mean, that's a, that's the game. I, I think that the Vikings win at home the way they're cruising, but, you know. Uh, this game, to me, this game is tailored for the Cowboys to win it. Kirk Cousins is a statuette quarterback. Michael Parsons mm -hmm. is one of the best pass rushers sure. in football. This game is tailor-made to be a game where Michael Parsons literally wrecks the Vikings' game plan. Because as much as, as great as Justin Jefferson is, the Vikings sometimes have games where their running game just for whatever reason doesn't work. 
And so if you can find one of these weeks where you can get a good lead, you can run up, get a 10-point lead, get a 10-7 lead, and force them to kind of start throwing a little bit more than they would like, like what happened in the Buffalo game, this could be a game where the Dallas walks out and goes, see, see, we told you, we're for real, we're for real, against a team that no one thinks is for real. So I, I like, believe it or not, I like Dallas in this wow, game. That's big I like win. Dallas in this, I like Dallas in this game on the road after what happened to them last week. Not because uh, I believe in Dak Prescott. I just think that this is a fantastic matchup and styles make fights. Big win, um, big win then, because if they win that game and somehow the Colts pull it off, then, you know, the Cowboys are sitting there a game behind home field advantage, at least in the loss column. When you look at, you know, things still got to right. shake out with the Giants and the Eagles at the top of the division. So they wouldn't be, a you know, uh, but there you go. Kansas, we're going to skip Cincinnati Pittsburgh for time reasons. Kansas City Chargers. Uh, the Chargers need to win this game. They won't. They won't. For for rankings, for positions, for standings, they need to win this game. Talent, injuries, and coaching, they won't. The Chiefs are going to roll, and I think they're going to roll big against the Chargers as much as that sucks for me to say on a Sunday night. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I see it the same way. I see Kansas City kind of hitting their groove. Um, the Chargers just have really struggled to figure it out, even in that win over Atlanta. I mean, the last two losses were just, you know, kind of just poundings, you know, even though they only lost by six to San Francisco. San Francisco right. doesn't care how much they beat you by. It's, it's, the, they num- just it's, beat you. it's the numbers. No point right. in the second half, 16 points for the game. You know what I mean? And so this could be the knockout punch. Unfortunately, you know, they've got winnable games coming off of this KC game, Arizona, Las Vegas, mm-hmm. before they see Miami. But you know, five and five in that division, and how good the AFC East not or, good or is right now in the AFC as a whole. This is bad if they lose this game. Uh, we got twenty seconds, mm-hmm. so I'm going to give you the last one. San Francisco, Arizona. Who you got? Twenty seconds. I like San Francisco hitting their stride, just just like uh, Tampa Bay, San Francisco, and Tampa Bay in the NFC title game. I'm calling it now. All right, bam. There you go. I don't necessarily. I, I think that. It depends on who plays at quarterback, whether the Cardinals win or not. And I mean, Colt McCoy, if Colt McCoy plays, they probably win. If Colin Murray plays, they probably lose. And it's probably ugly because he's still stuck in his headset on playing Modern Warfare uh, <laughs> too. So uh, we'll see you guys next week. Peace. Jason will be coming to you live from Reno. Oh, Las Vegas next week. Las Vegas, Brown on the road. Peace.